Right now, there are places in Azeroth swarming with players. The Stormwind Auction House, Valley of Strength in Orgrimmar, Brutosaurs clogging the mailbox in front of the Roasted Ram in Valdraken, or hanging out with Spruce Crown, the Emerald Dream, waiting for that next super bloom to begin. And you can't even find the quest giver. And I am here in Starfall Village in Winterspring in Kalimdor. A quick slash who tells me there is no one else in the zone. And that is just how I like it. You have entered the Solo Queue, a monthly podcast about adventuring alone in the world of Warcraft. Thanks for joining me. My name is Dave Gagne. Not to sound too much like John Oliver on HBO, but welcome, welcome, welcome. It is really exciting to have this microphone on and to be sitting here with a brand new podcast. It's kind of a scary adventure, but hey, let's christen this podcast. I have a bottle of Bubble Fizz Bubbly. Smash on the bow and send us into the water. Welcome to Solo Q a podcast about hopping into Azeroth and adventuring and questing all by yourself. Nobody in parties, you're not scheduling raids, you're not getting wrapped up in all of all those group dynamics. And, you know, it is, I know, it's a little ironic. I know this is Warcraft, World of Warcraft is the king of the MMORPG genre of games. I understand that, and I know what the M's in there are massively multiplayer. And I don't know about you. I'm guessing this is why you're here, but that's not me. I am not someone who, uh, I frankly, really don't enjoy hopping into into big groups and having the social interactions and it is not my favorite thing to do i love this game and i love playing this game so let's do this let's explain this podcast let's use the five w's so heads up i'm a teacher in my real world life the thing i do to pay my wow subscription uh, I'm a history teacher, high school history teacher, so things like this are, yo, hey kids, let's use the five W's. So let's use the five W's to explain solo cue. First of all, the what? What is this podcast? It's almost good to talk about what it isn't. I know there are a lot of podcasts out there. This is not going to be the place where you want to come and get the latest raid strats or hear how I tackled M plus 20s in time. That's just not a thing I do. We're not going to go down those roads. We're not going to stay hip to all of the Blizzard news and all of the latest patch notes and all of the class tuning changes. So those are some of the things that it is not. What it is going to be is what it is like to play this game alone, what it is like to either find the things that you enjoy doing without a party or without a party as often as you can, or how do you get around those things? How, what shortcuts do you do? What sort of things do you do to accomplish content? I mean, there are some things in the current Renown tracks that they require dungeons, and to be honest, I have not jumped into any dungeons in Dragonflight yet. So I don't have a bunch of those renowned tracks done because I'm kind of stuck on those things. Spoilers. 
there is something coming, we'll talk about it in a bit, that I'm really excited about. How do you gather gold? What do you do? As someone who doesn't interact with groups, what are you doing? And that's what I want to talk about on this podcast. And, and hopefully, I'll get stories from you as well. You have stories of things you do and the ways you play. And I think this can be a great place to share those things. If, you know, of course, you enjoy podcasts, which I do. So, who am I? Well, I mentioned that I am a high school history teacher and more on that in a minute. I have been playing WoW since 2014, not long. I am not that person who's going to repeatedly tell you that they were in on the friends and family beta or alpha or any of that stuff. Uh, I'm not going to tell you about my amazing experiences in classic WoW, original WoW, vanilla WoW, whatever you want to call it. I missed out on all that stuff wasn't where I was in life, wasn't playing a lot of video games then, but eventually ran into a good friend of mine who got me first hooked on Hearthstone. That was fun, but what are all these stories? Who are all these characters? And I slowly got into WoW. I think I fought against it for a while. I think I thought, ooh, that's a big game. A, there's a lot of people and that didn't excite me, but B, I knew there was a lot going on. I knew there was a lot of story mentioned I'm a history teacher. I love stories. I love the stories of conflict and where we've been as a people and the lore of humanity. And it turns out I kind of like history, whether it's in this universe or not. I love the lore of Warcraft. I love the universe. I love the characters. Yes, we can have conversations about the quality of storytelling that Blizzard does or any of that stuff, but that's not really what I'm here for. Getting back into the what, this podcast is going to be positive. I I don't need to sit here and complain about this or complain about that. You know, I pay my sub, I buy the expansions, I go along for the ride. And, you know, um, yeah, there are some things that don't work, but I, I really would rather just focus on what's good and how that affects us as players and what we can do to get around the things that maybe aren't so good. So I'm going to try and stick to a lot of positivity. I should mention this funny story. I was teaching class just the other day in real life, not in the Azeroth life. And I gave my students an assignment and I gave them a couple options on how they could do it. And one of the options was, hey, would you like to record your answer i gave them a prompt Uh, would you like to record your answer in an audio format if that's a thing you want to do go for it i had one student say oh hey i'd really like to do that can i can i get in a team with somebody else and we could record a podcast and i said well no this you know it's an individual project i really want you to answer the question And, you know, everyone's going to do that individually. But, hey, let's do this. Let's, you know, get you set up so you can record your your answer. And she said, uh, no, podcast by only one person is stupid. Why would I ever do that? And I am standing there thinking, you're God. I'm in the middle of preparing and creating a podcast about playing alone by myself and here is this 14 year old girl telling me podcasts by one person those are stupid I just had to mention that is it a sign from the universe I don't know maybe maybe this podcast has one episode in it and that's it who knows I'm hoping to be here for a while though so moving back into all of this I mentioned the when I'm gonna do this monthly I don't want this to be the news update thing. We're going to talk about the news in the Blizzard world, but but this is not going to be your source for cutting-edge news, as I mentioned. So, monthly's going to be great. That's what I can give to you. You know, I'll tell you, hit the subscribe button in whatever podcast feeds you're in, and you'll forget about me. And then in a number of weeks, hopefully within a month, hey, solo queue will pop into your 
queue, your podcast queue again, and we'll do this again, and maybe you'll like it. Here's hoping. The where, we're going to report from all around Azeroth. We're not just going to stick in one place. Today, coming to you from Winterspring. That's right, Winterspring, Northern Kalimdor, kind of on the uh, eastern coast, northeast coast, which is kind of fitting. You know, I live in the northeast United States where getting colder, winter is coming, as they say in some universes. And Winter Spring seemed a good place, a good neutral place to kick things off. It is, as I mentioned at the very top of the show, quiet here. There's nobody else here. There's literally no one else in this zone right now. And you know, there's something nice about that. The crunching of the snow, the flapping of the wings. And so, yeah, we come to you from, uh, you know, the gusty, cool air uh, in Winter Spring. Back to the Who. Not the band, but me. Sorry. So I did start playing in 2014, but that was really just dabbling. I had a few characters kicking around on my friend's server. But lo and behold, my friend who had been playing since, uh, maybe not alpha or beta, but he had definitely jumped in by 2004, 2005, he actually stopped playing. He had been playing for almost 10 years, and he kind of went the other way. He actually kind of devoted himself to Hearthstone. And so... I was just getting hooked, and here I am in this massive game uh, without really any friends, and that was okay because there was so much to do and so much to see, and I was really excited when Legion launched, and I'm not going to lie, Legion, still my favorite expansion, is a fabulous time in the game, and of course maybe I'm biased, and I certainly wasn't around for the previous expansions, but it was good. And I've played, you know, obviously all the old content from all the old things that I can get my hands on, at least in the in the retail game, and I know some of it's changed, but Legion stories were really good, and there was so much, so many features that were worth diving into. But since then, I've been hooked, and I have just made character after character and tried to do as many things as I can in my part of the universe, in my part of the WoW universe, why the last big w really i mean i love podcasts i've been listening to podcasts really since i started playing wow i really the first podcast i listened to was the angry chicken focused of course on hearthstone but from there it was a natural jump to other shows the instance and many others throughout the years and we're in an interesting time with Warcraft, aren't we? We have a huge shift in content. Let's be honest. I'm an old man making a podcast in this age of TikTok videos and content streaming and Twitch drops and all of this stuff. You you are, you know, coming back to this audio-only format. I hope you appreciate it. I imagine you're here because you do appreciate audio content but it's not the norm and some of those great shows that were around have you know have faded away have retired there's still some great shows out there and i you know i still listen to a bunch of them and a great admiration and frankly a lot of them are an inspiration to me doing this but what's interesting is a many of those old podcasts are are disappearing and b None of them were really talking about how I play the game. And that's one of the things I, I want to get at in this podcast, playing the game solo. Before I go further with why, I should say why not. There are reasons not to do this podcast. And in fact, I first had this idea. It was almost like a lightning bolt. I literally, the, the name jumped into my head, Solo Q. And I'm someone who, you know, frankly, with my attention span and my desire to just create new things and move on, I thought, oh, that's a great idea. And I figured it would just disappear like many other things. I'd move on to something else. But go figure. That name stuck in my head. And I thought, oh, man, solo queue just 
kind of rings. It's got a ring to it. And I have to admit, um, you know, I'm going to take credit for this. I have no proof of it, but, oh, maybe, it, no, I don't think I do. Oh, maybe I do. I think I had the email before. Uh, this is June of 22. It was a long time ago. It was like a year and a half ago. This is before the solo shuffle came out. And when that came out, I thought, oh, yeah. Oh, how, how smart do I look? Although, you know, I hadn't made the podcast yet. So I guess I'm not super impressive. But then a funny thing happened. And, you know, that was the summer of the announcement of all the lawsuits and the discrimination and the horrible treatment of some employees at Activision Blizzard King and, you know, things got a little shaky there that summer. And I remember thinking, do I want to keep giving my hard-earned money to this company? And I, you know, I really wasn't sure. My life is getting busier. I am busy in my real-life job. Things might have started feeling samey. And, you know, let's be honest, uh, Shadowlands not necessarily the greatest overall expansion. I think there was some really good things in there. I think I had a lot of good experiences in it, but still, I think there was a lot of kind of sour taste and finding out that the white knight that many people thought Blizzard was really just wasn't on that pedestal and never should have been. That was kind of, you know, that was a bit of a blow to a lot of people. I think a lot of the content creators I, I listened to were kind of shaken by this, and their faith was sort of, you know, put into question. And some of them, I think, frankly, left the scene because of that, or at least in part because of that. And I shelved my idea. I put so much work into this podcast, and I kind of left it sitting in my, my OneNote files as a tab kind of tucked away off to the side couldn't see it so you know out of sight out of mind i have to say i even even got to the point where i was questioning myself in the game a little bit too i was feeling a little bit like i'm kind of on a treadmill yeah we get the thing and we get some more gear and numbers go up and i go do a thing and get more numbers and what you know ooh, i've got some transmog that is 12 years old and kind of looks ratty now that I have it on a character in the modern game and why did I farm that raid forever killing everything in sight as a max level tune walking through a level 30 raid what is the point that's a question for another day but you know I was I was kind of wondering where I was going but at some point I remembered how much I like stories history that part came back to me and that started to get me excited when they announced Dragonflight hey I mean the hype is real every time an announcement of an expansion is there you you know the, the unknown the hey where's the story going you know nobody nobody poo-poos the uh, expansion announcements out of the gate Usually, you know, most people get super hyped. They let at least a couple weeks go by before they start picking the game apart and questioning everything and why not this, why not that. Eh, again, not going to focus on the negative stuff, but Dragonflight seemed exciting. It arrived. It was good. But again, my life was busy and things were a little bit tough and I was still sort of thinking, I don't know, I don't know. Might be time to hang it up. I'm going to have a couple slow months where I really didn't log in much and didn't do too, too much. But Guardians of the Dream, the patch was announced. They can call them updates all they want. I still want to call them patches. Sorry, Blizzard. Just even for me, only nine years in, it's still force a habit. The content update, just more accurate more content i get it i'm not fixing things anyway sorry blah 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 off on a tangent guardians of the dream is announced and jumping back to the who who i am i am a feral druid by trade if i had to pick one class 
It would be Druid. If I had to pick one spec, it would be Feral. That is my main. I'll talk about why that's not an issue for me you know, later on. But as a Druid, as a lifelong lover of Druids, at least career long, yeah, Guardians of the Dream, well, it piqued my interest, not going to lie. I thought, well, I can't. Okay, I'm going to ride out this boring spot, but I'm going to be back in itching to get into the Emerald Dream and see what this is about and see all the druidy stuff and all the Mog and everything going on. And that really was exciting. Not exciting enough to get me to do a podcast, mind you. But, okay, all right, I need to see this, you know, this this update, this patch. Get in there. Not do the dungeons, not do the raids, because, you know, I don't do those things. Not until, like, two expansions later, when I can get in there alone, solo it, and beat the crap out of stuff that can't really hurt me. Sadly, you know, I play the long game. Four years later, I hop into those raids and get the rest of the story. That's not the ideal way to do that. But here's the thing. Then came BlizzCon. BlizzCon, of course, at the start of the month, just a month ago, as I record this in the last couple days of November, hoping to get this out in November, we'll see. But uh, we're still not a month out from BlizzCon, but something magical happened at BlizzCon. But before I get into that, let's get out of the cold. Let's actually head into town and get a drink. So we're going to wander down the hill from Starfall Village and the Night Elf ruins, and we're going to wander into the town of Everlook. Everlook is a goblin-run town, and when I did a little scouting before we headed out here to start recording, I realized something very interesting, and I don't know the answer to this as to why, but Everlook, the sort of questing hub and civilization hub in the in the zone of winter spring everlook is a dry town you can ask in the laughing yeti what they have for a drink and like moonberry juice and some what have you melon juice but there is no alcoholic drinks and well come on we're recording a podcast we need you know a little something to wet the whistle so i had to sneak in something smuggled in some snowberry berliner from Culteris. that's going to be the drink of this month November hopefully you're getting this in November asterisk PM <laughs> coming soon to quote Blizzard our snowberry berliner it's a beer that starts out sour that sweetens you know the sweetness of the snowberry kicks in after that and that seemed like the right drink for winter spring so we're gonna we're gonna chug one of those here while we while we change gears so don't tell the uh don't tell the innkeeper with the laughing yeti that i kind of brought my own but we're gonna sit in the corner here and, and do that before we dive back into the blizzcon thing i do want to ask a question of the month you sure got a lot of questions so i'm gonna ask a question to all of you listeners boy i hope there are listeners <laughs> not gonna lie i'm gonna ask a question to all of you listeners and you can reply anyway i mean i'm gonna be on all the social media platforms as solo q wow s-o-l-o-q-u-e-u-e-w-o-w same thing at gmail.com if you want to email me but all of the you know twitter facebook instagram threads and now blue sky somehow got invited to blue sky where it turns out no one's really there but anyway you're there i'll i'll see it maybe but here's my question and you i want you to respond send in your answer to me however you want it seems like the right time in light of all of the changes, in light of BlizzCon, the announcements, which I'll talk about in a second, in light of all the recent corporate changes, with Microsoft coming in and taking over, with Bobby Kodak soon to be out, you know, we may never know all of the pressures and the direction that 
Blizzard as a studio was sort of steered into or forced to take or directions this game had to go in because of them, but it seems pretty clear it was not good. Writing and other things suffered, never mind the horrible behavior and things that were put up with that were allowed, overlooked, what have you. It seems like not to try and put Blizzard back on their pedestal. That's not what I want to do, but it seems like we're coming clean on some of that stuff and Chris Metzen and some other people are there to make a good video game again. And here's hoping for that. So in light of all of these changes, why are you excited about the future of WoW? What's got you, what's got you jazzed up? Is it features that are coming? Is it the roadmap? Is it the story? Is it the hope for better story writing? Uh, what, what is it? What is it for you? Let me know. Solo Q, wow, at Gmail or on all of the things. And I want to hear from you and I'll, I'll share some of those responses. If I get responses, fingers crossed. Okay. Let's call this the news segment. Have you any news? It's not going to be cutting edge news, but let's every now and then do a roundup of what's going on. And BlizzCon certainly leads off that news and the features at BlizzCon. And again, this gets back to why a podcast. This did it for me. When I heard Delves, Delves, when they started talking about Delves, I heard a word that I don't hear Blizzard say, and that is the word solo. They mentioned things that are solo, like meaningful activities in the game for solo players. You can hop into a delve all by yourself, low commitment. I, I would say low stakes, but that's not actually true. But low, low bar to get into. You don't need to group up. You don't need an eye level of 480 blah, 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 what have you. These are things that are accessible to you that you can get in there and do. And the meaningful part, it's going to be considered end game content. There's going to be rewards. Yeah, you're not going to get your mythic raiding gear out of Delves. I don't think anyone's asking for that. If they are, well, you know, it might be a little greedy and it might be a little outside of what the heck you get for the amount of investment. But again... (laughs) As a solo activity, I can go in and do some endgame content that is meaningful, part of the story, and I can do it alone. And they're going to give me something to improve my character for it. I was really excited. That was really excited. And it would have been the most exciting thing until they then said, Warbands. Warbands. Okay, you're going to let me... You're going to let me share among my characters put them into one group and oh not just on one server but multiple servers across servers the game is going cross server we've seen that with cross faction for that matter now cross server guilds cross server raids all of these walls are starting to break down and i know there's some tech limiting some of that but they seem to be getting over those hurdles when they can it's time the number of Mog things I've thrown away because I can't equip the Soulbound stuff on that character. And with Warbands, you're going to have the ability to share all of that. That is not just lip service to us altaholics, of which I will admit that I am one. I am now currently at 59 characters. I'm well aware that the limit is 60. I kind of messed up, not gonna lie, because I was leaving two slots open. I like to have at least two of every race. Here's what I have in that stable of 59. I have, I've managed to create two of every race, a male and a female, with a very minimum. I have created at least two characters of every class. So that way, at least one is on the Horde, one is on the Alliance. I have created every single spec, although I have to admit, I have not played every spec. I've played most of them 
I've played every one of them at least a, a pinch, but there, there's quite a handful that I have not, I don't have meaningful experience in, but I have enough characters for every spec. And now those characters are going to be able to share. They're across six servers. I'll explain that in another episode, why I have six servers and why I'll even say why that might still be useful for you, but that's going to be another day. But warbands, I can now move stuff around. I can move some cash around. I have one server that those guys have no money because I'm not buying a token for them. And I frankly don't have a lot of farm time. So they just kind of hang out and that's it. They might get some investment. Who knows? Those would have been great. BlizzCon, success. I enjoyed, obviously enjoyed the, the cinematic. You know, I'm not going to go into that. You can certainly find people who have shared their thoughts on the cinematic. I thought it was amazing. I thought, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to describe the cinematic without saying the one obligatory phrase about the cinematics team that if you listen to any other podcast or any other content creator, you will hear this phrase. And I'm not going to say it. You can guess it. You can even send it to me if you have a guess. You know what it is. If you listen to enough stuff, you know what it is. And I'm not going to say it. I thought, you know what? I'm going to try and never utter that phrase, even though I agree with it. They're fantastic. These cinematics are fantastic. But I'm not going to say it. You can guess it. I'm not going to say it. But cinematics great. But these feature sets that are coming out in... 11.0 as a solo player I'm excited very excited but that's not all how did they just sort of forget to mention follower dungeons how did that not get mentioned I'm not complaining I think it's I think it's clever the way they just kind of slip that in later in 10.2.5, we are getting follower dungeons. And I, again, I'm sure you've heard this. It's now been out for many weeks. I'm going to be able to get into endgame content that is real. Not just delves, not just something they made up for us sad solo players. Real meaningful content. Normal dungeons. These are going to be normal dungeons that you can queue up for with a party of any size from one to four. Obviously, if you're in a party of five, you can just go to do the dungeon. Follower dungeons, you can be in a party of one to four. And any slots that are open, they are going to add some AI characters to help you out. And that's really exciting. The AI tech is improving and getting better, and we're going to find out. In the next episode, I'm going to hop into the PTR. We'll test those out, and I'll, I'll share with you my thoughts on how it's operating at this point. But follower dungeons. I'm going to be able to do these bits of story. Like, these dungeons now are part of the quest chains, are part of the story chain. You know, let's be honest. I got to the Emerald Dream, and stuff had happened that I don't know what it is. All of a sudden, people are there and doing stuff, but I didn't see the events in the dungeon. I didn't see how the raid went down. So this is giving us a little bit more access, a way to, you know, people have called it tourist mode, which I always thought was kind of rude. It's not tourist mode. It's, I want to see the story you're telling. I've paid money. I don't want to hang out with 20 or 30 other people. I don't want to organize with four other strangers who then get mad at me for not knowing all the strats and all the roots and all the things and pulling the wrong thing. Now I can just hop in there by myself. And I really do hope that there'll be follower raids, that that time is coming. They will find a way to give us access to those bits of story that are locked behind social interactions. Follower dungeons are coming. That was the point where I said, okay, it's time for a podcast. <laughs> Let's talk about these things. And that's where Solo Q was reborn. And here we are a few weeks later after a lot of hard work to 
gather things up, gather notes. We're gonna make a go of it. So there you go. So that's that's the why <laughs> and the news kind of combined. This uh, a little bit more news. I want to mention uh, two more things in the news going on. This obviously is the 19th anniversary of World of Warcraft. You know, anniversary event that we all know and maybe love, maybe not. I don't know what you think of it. Uh, I do love it. I am one of those people who will troop all sorts of characters down to the caverns of time and start getting (laughs) those trivia questions done uh, this year. I don't know how many years I've done this. It's been a number of years, and I think that my party has grown every year. This year, I marched 24 characters down to the Caverns of Time. Let me tell you, the first day of the anniversary event is super boring. It is a whole bunch of low-level tunes, some of them brand new, right out of Exile's Reach, level 10 freshies who are hopping a griffin or flight path or whatever. Uh, hopping, getting to the portal room and getting down to the caverns of time. <laughs> a bunch of them are riding on the ground down that spiral into the caverns to stand there for the next three weeks and answer questions. We've been walled up for far too long. And, you know, it sounds imposing. 24 characters this year. And yeah, like I said, that first day is a whole lot of flight paths and boring stuff. But once everybody's there, it's really easy. The 24 characters, it takes me about 20 minutes. You need to be doing this if you have a stable of low-level characters. And, you know, I'm not gonna lie, I love playing this game and I love leveling in the old zones. I don't have the time I want to infinitely level lower-level characters through old content. In the limited time I have to play the game, at least right now, I want to be getting through the Emerald Dream. I want to get into old content raids that I want to farm for various things. This is a great way. I, the math works. And at first I was a little worried the math was changing this year. I don't think it did. Each year, low level characters get about seven levels. It's not bad. Like level 10s, they all become level 17s after three weeks. It seems like that they are on track for that this year. Uh, as they level higher, that, that number starts to go down. I do have some, actually my highest level is now 45. They're gonna end up with about five levels, I think, maybe four. They're also questing a little bit, but from the anniversary event, four or five levels. But listen, 24 characters takes me 20 minutes. It does not take long questions are (laughs) to be honest with you I don't even know most of the questions I just know the answers (laughs) I see four answers show up and I know which one of them is right once in a while I've kind of forgotten and I have to reread the question or there are a few I literally just cannot remember there's a couple that are just so they're not in my brain and I and I every year I go oh yeah that question and I have to guess two, three, four times. And because there's so many questions, you don't see the question for a while, and I forget which things I even guessed. So, yeah. There's there's some fun questions. But if you do this enough, you literally just go, oh yeah, those four names, I know the answer is this. But they did add some new questions this year, so that's kind of fun, because it throws in a little change of pace. There are some... I would tell you the questions, but frankly, I don't really remember. There are some new answers for me out there. A couple of those new answers are, it's helping you out here in case you haven't figured it out. Khan, not Wrath of Khan, but Khan, you know, think Onaran Plains. Lion's Rest, Rogue, Fruit of the Arkandor, and making a new appearance. I'm pretty sure this is a new question. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is new. Zalatath, the name that everybody's talking about, of course, with the direction we're going in the world of Warcraft. As much as I want it to be every single time, Crystal Death Turd is not a correct answer. Just saying. If you've done this before, you've seen it. I love that answer. It is not correct. 
but this is such a low impact thing. If you get the things wrong, it does not matter. You've got, you know, another question right off the bat. It really does. It, it, it takes, you get so much experience points. You usually at the low levels, every three days you're getting a level and these characters are in the game for not quite a minute. The login and the 20 second logout, that's the longest part of the whole process. So in, you know, less than three minutes of game time, you get a level. That's hard to beat. I know it's like, ooh, that's 20 minutes, almost a half hour that I'm not doing something else, but one of the few times I can just sit there and do something else. I'm not that person who plays the game by watching Netflix at the same time or doing something else. I love to focus on the game. This is one thing I can do and do something else because it's just logging in, logging out, clicking the buttons, getting the XP, moving on. Yeah, I love it. There's a new thing in the anniversary too, or it's just not new, but it's definitely expanded. You need to do this. If you love the story, if you want to get some nostalgias, head down to the caverns of time. And just beyond where they're asking the trivia questions, you'll see all of the shimmery uh, little portal looking things. They have inserted all of the cinematics from the game, from every expansion, organized by expansion, Go click on this. Ten little bubbles for, I guess there's two from kind of classic era WoW, and then for every expansion after that. You click on the bubble, and it's just going to list all the things. Get in there. Go see those things while they're there. They're not going to be gone. They're going to be gone on December 6th when the anniversary event cleans up, heads out of town, doesn't come back for a year. So get in there and go watch your favorites. Go find something new. I'm, I've, I've clicked on a couple but I haven't gone through. I want to just kind of sit back and appreciate a lot of those things. Frankly, I've been trying to get this podcast going. So now that I've got this recorded, almost, we're almost done. Um, yeah, you go check those out and you should too. Kind of related to, it's one thing that bugs me a little bit. And, and if you are uh, a player with a lot of characters, you might have noticed this as well. It's the gear upgrade offer from Blizzard. The, hey, your character's been sitting here for a while. What if we, uh, you know, what if we give them some new bags and some new gear and kind of get them up to a level and clear out their quest log and, uh, you know, get them back in the world? What do, you, what do you say? And I heard a lot of criticism about it, and I understand it because... As much as it's a really good offer, there's some weird stuff that happens when you do this. I ended up taking, I accepted the gear upgrade offer on every one of my tunes, except for one. I I had many that had sat for a while. I mean, come on, the 59 characters, I don't play them all. But there were a lot that were like, hey, I got the grade up and the upgrade offer. And, you know, I wanted to move a lot of them down to the caverns of time and, and do the stuff. So I took Blizzard up on its offer, but I like it. Low-level characters is good. You get some bigger bags. You get get some stuff. You can probably swap it out for your back out for your heirlooms anyway. But whatever, it, it's it's kind of a good thing. They now offer you the option to not clear your quests, which is good. You know, some characters they're in the middle of stuff. Just because they have done it recently doesn't mean they don't want to. But here's what I don't like. First thing, when that upgrade is offer is available, in your in your character list, it says that, and it blocks out the location of that character. So I don't know where that character is if I don't remember it. And the only way I can see that to say, oh no, I, I don't want to upgrade that character because they are in dragon blight and they're you know they're questing through questing through wrath and no I, I want to keep them there I can't see their location unless I either accept or decline I can't open the character without declining the offer as soon as I decline it I can't get it back if I'm like oh they're they're in dragon blight I don't need them there I'll accept that nope the offer is gone so, 
rock and a hard place. Like, it was sort of, I guess, I guess I'll just accept them all. And I did. And that's fine. There are benefits. Like I said, they, they port you back to your capital city. It's fine. They kind of stick you in front of Chromie, like, hey, you should, you know, hop into Chromie time and do some leveling. That's fine, too. But do they... Ah, they clear your action bars. Why do they clear your action bars? I now have to, A, go back and put all of the spells where I want them and all the thing, organize the things like I like to, because, you know, let's be honest, with so many characters... I have a standard UI, and I try and put things of a similar nature in the same places. That way, it doesn't really matter what character or what spec I'm hopping into, there's at least some familiar things. And of course, each spec is, is different and unique, but where the mounts are, where the, you know, the attacky things and disrupt things, and no, I try and keep that stuff a little bit standard. And man, when they go and just blank out my action bars, that's not helpful. You know, and if you have a bunch of characters and you're like, oh, this this character loves to ride this mount. That's their favorite mount. That's gone. You know, that button is gone. It's cleared. You'd have to figure out, uh, you know, and I lost a lot of things like that. I don't know why they have to do that. I don't think they need to do that. Can they please stop doing that that would be great i don't need a, a wipe of my character especially now that they're not wiping my quests if i don't want them to don't wipe my action bars come on but now i've accepted it on all my characters so i don't know if i'll see those things again anyway so i'm not even sure i'll be able to test it anyway all right that is all the news i have this month in the future i think i want to do an alt of the week but frankly, I thought of that a year and a half ago, like, oh, I'll do an alt of the week. That'll, or alt of the week. I keep thinking week as if I'm going to do a weekly podcast. It's going to be alt of the month, let's be honest. But now I can call it my warband. I can start introducing you to my warband roughly a year before my warband actually gets formed. But yeah. But I think I'm going to hold off on that. We're going to hold. I'll start introducing characters next month. There is one last segment that I'd like to feature at the end of each episode, and that is a roundup of resources online for people who play this game alone. Be brave. You are not alone. So far, I've I've kind of found two that I want to mention, and they're both groups on Facebook, and I don't know if you're on Facebook or not. I guess it depends how old you are. I'm old enough. I can be on Facebook. The WoW Solo Players Haven and the World of Warcraft Solo Players, both of those communities, they are, you know, resources for solo players, solo players sharing their questions and others helping out, pitching in. I don't know as much, it's much of a resource as much as it's a place to be. Um, Some people use that to find guilds or groups or you know raid teams even um, because you know the other people in that group can appreciate playing solo and and maybe if you're in a like-minded group then being in that group is not so daunting or scary or what have you I have not done that I haven't joined any groups yet but those are two groups I wanted to shout out to other solo players if you're not on Facebook yet or if you are and you're not in these groups, they're worth checking out. Wow, Solo Players Haven, World of Warcraft Solo Players. If you know of other communities, other discords, other what-have-yous, Instagram groups, whatever it is, uh, let me know. Send me a little something, let me know, and I will share it with everybody else. Well, it looks like our time in the queue is up for this month. I need to get back into the Emerald Dream to pull some weeds, plant some seeds, get that super bloom done. On the show in December, I'm going to report on how the Follower Dungeons feel. I'm going to jump into that PTR 
first time ever. And I want to see how it feels myself report back to you. Also, you can help me decide where I should spend my level 70 boost. You can tell me where you've spent yours. And we'll share more stories of venturing alone in Azeroth. I want to thank everyone who made this episode possible. My very patient wife, while I added a lot of things to our already very busy lives. I appreciate her very much and her patience. I want to thank the good folks at Podbean. Podbean is hosting Solo Q. Starting a podcast there has been super simple. If you are looking to do that, I highly recommend. And I want to thank all the people who have clicked the like button and the follow button on all the social media platforms. There hasn't even been any episode yet, out yet, and yet people are, are, are clicking like. So hopefully when this hits the airwaves, it's good and it meets your expectations. And I'm really hoping all the music and sound effects you hear inside of the show are the work of the amazing people at Blizzard. Check that out. If you don't play with the sound on, please turn it on. Fantastic music. Come on. The intro music and the song that's taking us out right now is courtesy of my actual friends in the doom metal band Ogre. Locally sourced metal. Go get it. Check them out at ogrereal.bandcamp.com. You can contact me at soloqwow at gmail.com with questions, feedback, or stories from your own solo wow experiences. I'll try and feature those stories and tips whenever I can. You can find me at SoloQWow, S-O-L-O-Q-U-E-U-E-W-O-W, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and threads. Oh, and now Blue Sky, if that's your thing. Subscribe to SoloQ wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google. They're going to be everywhere. And click subscribe. You know, it's a small show. It'll show up once a month. Not going to clog your feed. Maybe a little surprise when you get it. If you want to support the show, I'm not going to tell you how to spend your money, but there is a Patreon at SoloQ. Wow. Good luck to everyone who is gunning for for rock on any difficulty. In another few days, LFR Wing 4 will open and everybody will have access. If you're jumping into Season of Discovery on the WoW Classic side, let us know how that goes. We can talk about all of it in December, when we return, the next time we enter the solo queue, should be just in time for some Wintervale gifts. See what's under the tree this year from Old Father Wintervale. I'll see you out there. <laughs>